Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. All right, ready? Yeah. Yeah. Wait a second, is that a ghost? Whoa. Oh, horny ghost. Oh, boy. Oh, thank you. What a scary ghost. Crazy ghost. Scary. Oh no, it's just me after eating a cheese and pickled toasty. Oh, AM. You did it though. I'm t- I'm stealing your story, but I'm also having some you pretty a, British dumps recently. You had a cheese and pickled toasty at 2 a.m. yesterday. I had a cheese and pickle toasty at 2 a.m. What were you night. thinking, man? I was thinking I love cheese and I love pickles and I <laughs> love Scotland. So let me see how it all comes together. And you know how it comes together? A dump that smells like ammonia. I you believe know, it. I have not had, I mean, you know, we're starting the episode hardcore in it. But listen, we're <laughs> in Europe. You have to understand. I have not had a dump darker than a light tan oh. in about five days. Right. And I don't know if that's just the lack of calcium. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm missing out of my dump, but I'll Google it and see what that means. Thank don't you. worry. Welcome oh. to the last podcast on the left, everyone. This is a very haunted episode. Of course, we're recording live, not dead, from Edinburgh, the most haunted land around. Ben, Henry, and Marcus hanging out. Today's episode, it's going to be spooky spaghetti it's creepy pasta i hope you like who naughty noki i sure yeah. yeah you could say that you could say that. It's, that sounds more like pornography we'll get to that yeah i'm but, sure you'll find a way to shoehorn it in <laughs> i have quite the surprise for you my friend <laughs> thank you and the, the person i said before the show joke of the day get this large bottle of urn brew it's iron brew it's, it's iron brew you guys are just saying it wrong on purpose i know you are brew. and it's orange and it looks like cancer. It, it is, <laughs> but it's delicious cancer. It's more delicious than I remember it being, but it's also less fragrant, and maybe that's why. I found apparently I'm the traitor because they've lessened the potency of I have. And yeah. it's because I didn't realize we mentioned Jamie Oliver's name at the show in Edinburgh last night. 
they got a round of booze. Oh, yes. Because he's the reason they took the sugar out. Mm-hmm. Isn't that unbelievable? It's awful. It's wow. absolutely awful. I can't believe it. But apparently there's Iron Brew uh, 1901. So I'm going to try some of that God, later today. Great. It just sounds like, you know, they do the tequila. They make it fancy by like naming a time when white people showed up and took over. You know what I mean? Now it's fancy. I want syphilis 1776. Uh, but we're in the mood, man. We're there in a we spooky are. ass mood. It's Edinburgh. I've been out down in the vaults. Mm-hmm. Remember the, how this entire city is built on a pile of bones. bones. And that's why I think it's really important to get into the English mindset. All right. Oh, For God. today's creepy I'm not pasta episode. I'm liking garlic crisps. I'm not doing it. You just got to put some smelt on it. And you <sighs> really, really like it then. Some kind of cheese and onion mixture. Yeah. Mm. But here, all right, imagine. Okay. You are, because God, fucking holy shit, I need weed. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, I need some I weed. If I could just, if I could pray, I should have smuggled it up my ass. You are. I don't know why I didn't do it. It, it has been a much more lighthearted version of train spotting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I desperate need for weed. I'm falling apart. So I know yeah. that normally at the top of the creepypasta, because this is what, number 97? Something, Something like, like that. We, we're really getting into it. Yeah, 15 or 16. 15 or 16. Uh, but normally I would say, you know, smoke a bowl or some iteration of that. But no, fuck you. Oh. All right, because I don't get it. Yeah. Wow. So you know what? You get it now. All right. You have to imagine yourself. Okay, number one. It's a moonlit night, but you can't see it because it's raining. Oh, right. It's just absolutely it's terrible outside. It's wind, it's wind, rain, but everybody's loving. They're all wearing T-shirts. You're it's fully bummed, nice. right? Yeah. And everyone's looking at you like you're a fucking jackass. <laughs> all right. Because and you, don't, you don't understand. I'm from now. I'm now from Los Angeles, unfortunately. <laughs> all right. So my blood has thinned. Yeah. Right. Sure. So I'm a mark to these people. I really enjoyed the weather. <laughs> it's nice. It is actually very nice. And so, all right. You're British. Um... Hello. No, hi. Hello. Nice. You, oh, your Adam's apple is so sharp you can't even wear a collar. <laughs> oh. All right. And oh, every day your your legs get more rickety from the cobbled streets and mm. they refuse to turn into real streets. <laughs> and oh, and you smell tea and you're like, yay. <laughs> and isn't that spooky? That is a little spooky, depending and, on the tea. Everywhere you go, right? You go down that British cobblestone street and you see something that's like, oh, it's a church. It was wonderful. And you read the plaque mm-hmm. and it's like 400 people were burned here in 1650. And yeah. you're like, holy fucking shit. Awesome. But they gave him a plaque. Yeah, They did. It's that's like I nice. went to the witch's well over here in Edinburgh where they put up a little and you're like, oh, the, you you wonder how do they do? What were the reparations for the witches? Sure. Yeah. It was a little black. Yeah. And it's planter. Nice? It is nice. And a planter? It's a little planter that they put some, I think it's oregano, whatever the hell they call it. Here. Women uh-huh. love flowers. <laughs> I think we know what the witches want. So again, you whittle back to your pub and there's a big round woman and she's oh. telling you, oh, sit in me clift. Sit in me clift. Right? Sure. You're like, sit in oh, the clift. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, if I do sit in that clift of yours, I will never sleep. <laughs> but you do anyway. And you slide up inside this huge woman. And next thing you know, you're fucking, you're surrounded by the bits of garlic biscuits and, yes. and iron bread. Mm. You're, you're, you're eating something that's not a pickle. Oh, yeah. It's not a pickle. It's, it's something pickle. else. It's, it's all mixed up in it. And there's cheese and onion in there. They I told me it. it was a pickle and the cheese pasty or not pasty it was a pickle and cheese toasty and it wasn't pickles it was something that was pickle but it was round and it was like a button and it was weird spooky. It, was <laughs> it is spooky Whoa. Whoa. next thing you know you're sliding out as a tan shit that used to be inside wow. a polish expat 
Yeah. Name wow. Henry Zabrowski. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, That's a set that, of weed. Drink fucking some booze, I guess. Yeah. Now that everyone is ready for the creepy pasta, let's get into it. Are you yeah. are you starting off? Well, I figure I might as well start off. I'll yeah, start yeah. really off. set the tone. We'll just yeah. set the tone. Because this episode, we Marcus and I were saying before, because normally, you know, we skew towards funny. Yeah, sure. Comedy. Yeah. Today. Yeah. At all times. So oh. sort of. We try to. Yeah. Um, but today we're getting really, we're going to be genuinely very frightening. We are? Yep. The intro is about how we're all human shit now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But all right. It is frightening. I mean, I don't know it, if I'm going to be trying to be genuinely frightening. Speak for yourself. But I mean, I, mean, I, I, I feel like I could get there. Yeah. This is kind of all of our curse. Well, maybe Marcus could be, maybe you could pull it off sincere, scary. Possibly. But Henry and I can't do sincere, scary. They laugh at us. I can scare and, some people. Yeah, but you really can't because even if you, <laughs> you were. You, you said that and you made me laugh. Yeah, see, it doesn't work. That's the curse. <laughs> That's the curse. <laughs> I am a ghost. Despite the fact we're in Edinburgh, this first story is entitled Kansas. Oh, oh wow. So Car- not on theme. Carry on my wayward son indeed. Or don't come back at all. I don't care. <laughs> Obviously not. Okay. So I haven't read this story once again on theme. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, this is all about, I wouldn't want you to work too hard on this because no, if you did, if you did, it would ruin the magic. It would You're break right, the tradition. Mm-hmm. And as we know, tradition is very important in Europe. Okay, here we go. And the words have begun. I think I've been driving for five days. It could be more, but I can't remember. Things tend to blur from one day to the next lately, from one hour to the next. I was going to do this creepy. Oh, you were. <laughs> you could do the Try it, creepy. Try it, creepy. All right. Like, just I was. The no, I mean, it was creepy. Just your negligence and <laughs> lack of caring. Do you, wanna, you can do this one. Creepy. No, no, no. Try. I'd like to see you try to do okay. it. Imagine atmosphere. Imagine it. Oh. I've been driving for five days. It could be more, but I can't remember. <laughs> God damn it. That's, that's creepy. That's not creepy. Uh, atmosphere. <laughs> I've been driving for five days. It could be more, but I can't remember. Things tend to blur from one day to the next lately. Okay. From one hour to the next. So we have blurring hours. Yeah. The glowing blue lights of my car's dashboard clock tell me it's 3 a.m., which means it's been a long time since we last stopped. More glowing lights tell me I need gas, and I worry because there's nothing out there. You're smiling. <laughs> you're literally doing the opposite of making it scary. You're, you're actively smiling like it's a Tesco commercial. I just watched that movie Smile, and it was a little scary. This highway is perfectly straight and cuts a dark line through the flat black void of Kansas. That's scary. There hasn't been as much as a hill or a curve in the road for hours. Just a flawless level to rise in, and on the occasional and on the occasional one family home with no lights on sitting solitary on acres and acres of property. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's scary. It's unused land. Unused yeah. land. Honestly, it needs to be businesses there and restaurants and more, apartment complexes. More yeah. subway sandwiches. Uh, the gas station that suddenly appears like a radioactive pinpoint is startling in a way. Sitting in an inky black ocean of grass underneath the night sky, I'm afraid to look away from it. No, oh, oh, maybe good deals on gas. <laughs> Some part of my Not brain. Likely. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. That's the real creepypasta. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. The economy, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Some part of my brain tells me it's going to disappear if I don't keep it in my sights. A sign comes into view, a white diamond with red block letters, gas. No prices listed, though I suppose they wouldn't have to list them, seeing as there doesn't seem to be much competition to advertise against. 
I pulled the car into the lot, a brightly lit oasis of electric dust. There's no one there. As I get out of the car, I hear the tinny speakers playing country music, but I can't make out the words, and the tune is only vaguely familiar. It's the only thing audible. It's the only audible sound except for the footsteps on the concrete, and the sound of a slide guitar is swiftly swallowed up by the night. <laughs> a breeze lifts my hair away from my face, but even in the wind, it's nearly silent. But even the wind is nearly silent. A bug bounces rhythmically against the oppressive neon lighting of the gas station canopy. It's a weird, oppressive neon lighting. It's a little it's, dramatic. It, it's fun. It's writing. It's I supposed see. to be. It's get atmosphere. I see. Everything on the ground is shiny and gleaming <laughs> underneath its halo, though it didn't, although I didn't see any rain. You sound like a man who woke up from a 10-year coma. <laughs> maybe it's just, ooh, maybe it's just from the heavy fog that lingers just beyond the edges of the road. I fill the car with gas and use a cart to pay. The machine makes satisfied beeps when the payment goes through. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. This guy's weird. I like this. Beep, 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 mm, beep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> R2DT. Uh, a shiver starts at the base of my spine and I can't stop it from traveling upwards. <laughs> An unknown, indescribable fear takes a hold of my heart. What am I doing? Where am I going? That's it. That's it's basically it's a horror story, but the lack of economic diversity in purgatory. <laughs> where but it's I, supposed oh, to be. You don't know where, where you're I, going. Uh, like the whole yeah, be like Kansas is purgatory. Where am I going? Oh, he doesn't know where the what the uh, they've been the driving for hours. Is. He doesn't know why he's been yeah. driving. Could be a woman. Yeah. And they're out there, and then they see nothing. All of a sudden, they come to while driving. Have you ever done that? You ever That's been driving not my a long fault. time? Yeah. No, that story is not my fault. <laughs> That is just, where am I going? I mean, okay. You wanted to read that one? Yeah, but I was going to spice it up. <laughs> I just don't. It's about being confused. It's like the equivalent of like, the, are we there yet? Like, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it is technically. Now that, now I understand what you have done with your unfortunate ability yeah. is that you have cast an illumination to the lack of. of it's just not that scary. Yeah, yes. Just driving in Kansas. Anyway. All right. There we go. Kicked it off. Would you like me to take the next one? Do it. Round Robin. This one is called They by Beatrice Ervogel. Good. <laughs> when they came, we suspected little. They said nothing. They barely even moved. It was a cold autumn day when they came, dressed in their black suits, gloves, and snow pants. I am ready for the snow. Oh, very nice. Nice pants. They never said it or made any notion, but there was a silent agreement between us and them that they intended to blend in, and we both knew it didn't work. Mm. They didn't mind. They carried briefcases and wore hats that seemed to always be covering their faces, regardless of the angle viewed from. Us townsfolk lived in harmony with them for a good while. Men in black can actually be fine neighbors if you don't if you just leave them alone. Absolutely. <laughs> honestly, bring them a bottle of wine. Oh, or, treat know, them with a little respect. Bring a casserole. Over. Absolutely. They're still people, kind of. Then things began to stray from what we had so nonchalantly embraced as mundane. Oh. The first incident was when a couple from out of town drew attention to them. <gasps> always. Come Fucking on. Always. Come on. Who are those guys? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, you're ruining it. Those guys, those guys are weird, right? Get out of here, tourist. 
They didn't like being acknowledged. They certainly didn't like being talked to. One morning, every car in town was missing. Or rather, they were all taken apart, down to the very last bolt and plate, pieces stacked neatly in piles in the town square. A single message, written in barely legible writing, was tacked to the door of town hall. It read... You have failed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dad. Well, I, I didn't know. No, those guys, I bet those guys did it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying my, my best. Where's I didn't want to play football, Dad. Seriously, I've been trying to get an Uber for two days. What's happening here? Wow. We all knew that things would only be downhill from there. We live in a small town out in the middle of nowhere with nothing of interest. We get so few visitors it never crossed our minds to have a plan for when one comes in. Then again... We can't really warn anybody. Acknowledging their presence is a dire mistake. No. I do not want to be perceived. <laughs> I do not want to be perceived. Okay. Okay. The second incident came without any noticeable provocation. The water disappeared. All water in the area was now replaced with an acrid yellow fluid whose smell was somewhere between sulfur and ceaseless unease. Has anybody noticed the hotel's water smells like pee-pee? <laughs> kind of weird. They're in Michigan. We all knew it was their doing. And they knew that we knew. I think it's those guys. <laughs> yeah. It's those weird guys you guys all don't want to talk about, but honestly, I got to go see him. You know that there was a second Wonder Woman? <laughs> you have to leave, tourist. We still had no idea just what their primary objective was, but to snoop any further than a casual glance would be to encroach on their goodwill. You could see them all walking about town, taking measurements, filling notebook after notebook with quickly scribbled notes, observed the weather and clouds, took census of how many rats lived in everybody's home. They are nerds. Oh, <laughs> no! However, their behavior changed entirely after the second incident. No more measurements, no more counting, nothing. They just got out of their black cars where we presumed they slept. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Strange presumption. <laughs> I see. They got out of their cars at five o'clock sharp, like any other day. But then what followed was entirely different. They all circled around the car parts. By the way, we attempted to reclaim them once. The tumors haven't receded since. I'm all covered with bumps. Oh, yeah, you are. I was just collecting all the horns. Yes. And they did a silent dance of sorts. It was no fluid motion. It was rather jagged. I wish you could see this. An unnatural convulsion to the casual eye. I wish the internet could see what Marcus is doing. Yes. This carried on for about three weeks. Wow, Jesus that's Christ. a long-ass dance. Then the unthinkable happened. They spoke. The third incident was just how and what they spoke. You wouldn't believe a single thing they said if you hadn't lived with them for years like we did. Their speech was little more than hushed whispers at first. Small voices in the back of your head, murmuring all kinds of horrible thoughts. After a while... When we had learned to tune them out, they, as if sensing our newfound immunity, began speaking more loudly. Debra! <laughs> oh, hi. The thing is, they never stopped getting louder, louder and louder, until none of us could even think migraine after migraine if we didn't comply. Some of the townsfolk followed their conversations 
and acted out what they said, possibly mistaking the shouting for their own thoughts. Mm. I live across the street from my parents. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Everybody does love Raymond. Soon, we began to fight amongst ourselves. Uh-oh. We also began to do ludicrous things like jump off roofs, touch the car parts. Oh, that's crazy. And attempt to open our bodies to remove organs. See, I feel like there's st- we're skipping past a lot of levels. <laughs> right, because the jumping off roof's bad. It's a touch the car parts. Own, yeah, who cares? The car parts are there. That's fine. Yeah, it's a lug nut. The fourth incident oh. was one of these odd actions. A neighbor of mine, his name Lost, to the endless screaming. I think it was Steve. It may have been Steve. Yeah, I remember that. He actually touched the tainted yellow liquid that replaced all the water. Hmm. His bones never did stop popping and snapping. We thought nothing of it. You thought nothing of that? Too preoccupied with our new thoughts. Oh. Our assigned thoughts that we were disgusting. We were out of shape. We were wrong in every way. Oh. That they had never seen as terrible a failure as us. This is a parable about social media. And we believed it! After all, it's all we thought about. Where, you're where always, are we going? You're <laughs> always thinking about what they're thinking of they're you. Thinking oh, of you. Yeah, see, dude, yeah. and then you never want And all of a sudden, they're doing a bunch of stuff you don't understand, yeah. right? Because they're them, and you don't get them, but they always judge you. I mean, you're supposed to, you hmm. can tune it out as much as you want, yeah. but next thing you know, as soon as you start listening to them, yeah. what they do is they start controlling your actions. Mm-hmm. So that's like a new trend now, no ending? No ending? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that story was written almost 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's from 2013. Wow. All but no, right. it is a parable. I mean, yeah, you know, water, the water, Instagram used to be water. It used to be fun. And then Facebook bought it. And now it's yellow liquid now bile. Now it's yellow liquid mm. bile. Mm. I love to learn. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Live from your grave. Did you know that there are currently over 2.4 million podcasts in the world? Yikes. Including the one you're listening to right now. I mean, we're the, obviously in the top percentile. And that's why you're listening to it, because you're a quality person. Now, it takes a team of people to help bring these podcasts together. Tell me about it, all right? It takes the village, right? Our entire team was founded by either people that showed up at the very beginning days alongside with Last Podcast and Left and also people that we recruited online. Because hiring the right people for these roles is important. You're trusting them to cut the burps and mouth vomits out of your talking and make sure that you don't sound like a total monster, even though you kind of are, no matter what you do. And whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, there is one place that makes it easy. It's ZipRecruiter. Check it out. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash L-P-O-T-L. It's extremely important to find good people for a company that means something to you. If you're a small business owner and we found all of our best employees online, it's it, it really does work. So if you're a fan of this podcast and you want to try ZipRecruiter for free today, you need to remember our special URL, ziprecruiter.com slash L-P-O-T-L. Once again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash L-P-O-T-L, ZipRecruiter. It's the smartest way to hire. Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try 
every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! By Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs in a whole bunch of cha and it started off my day. Correct. Texas Pete. Sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya Centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay? Because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothes, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, we're trying to get into draft rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's just right here. What would you do of another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer it's, of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. 
and it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and we might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. All right. I got make a song. It creepy, Henry. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This song's about Mr. Bojangles. Fantastic. Ooh, wow. Love that song. It's called Mr. Ba- Bojangles Collection by Danica. <laughs> Thank you, Danica. Okay. Tully knew a lot for an eight-year-old. Too much. He knew most of his times tables. He knew all the months of the year. and He was pretty good at spelling. Hmm. Oh, hmm. That'll really come in handy nowadays. In school, Tully had been learning about what makes a good friend, so he knew all about that, too. So late one night, Tully was woken by someone tapping on his window. It was too dark to really see who was there. But Tully heard somebody giggling and asked to be let inside. Oh, never let the giggling man in. No. Scary people need love, too. Knowing that what a good that's what a good friend would do, Tully opened his window wide without hesitation. Two large, long hands gripped the windowsill. The fingers looked crooked in all different sizes, and Tully noticed on the left hand a finger was missing. Then, mm. so fast that he could have been a shadow, the tallest man Tully's ever seen slipped in through the bedroom window. Mm. Tully was so glad that he opened the window that night because Mr. Bojangles oh. became his best friend. Oh, wow. As he does, dancing on the boards. Absolutely. Yeah. The name Bojangles really suited him, Tully thought, because sometimes he would crawl right up the wall and dangle from the ceiling. Tully knew that Mr. Bojangles Dangles was a rat. How he loves to dangle. I taught her that she taught me how to dance. I taught her how to dangle. Oh, well, isn't that nice? And dangling is more difficult than you think. Oh, yeah. Ask Natalie because she dangles all the time. Mm -hmm. Tully's new friend was funny as well as clever. He could twist his head all the way around until it was entirely backwards. Wow. Which always made Tully laugh. And his large eyes looked like two deep, dark holes in his head. Oh, that's fun. Funny. Isn't that nice, dark holes in your head? Sometimes Mr. Bojangles <laughs> would get down on all fours, twist his head backwards, chase Tully up and down the hallway while Tully squealed with delight. <laughs> that would have been you as a child. It would have been. I would have loved to have Mr. Bojangles. Tully, I was a lonely child. Yeah, you would have. You would just, you're just looking for a reach out. You're yeah. looking for something to try to understand. Yeah. Tully's new friend, they needs to keep their friendship a secret, but that was okay, because Tully was excellent at keeping secrets. Mr. Bojangles had been very busy for a very long time collecting mm. things, and he was getting close to his collection being complete. Tully collected interesting rocks that he found at the beach, so he knew all about collecting things. I Isn't collect that? interesting rocks. You, you do? Yeah. What kind of interesting rocks? Just interesting rocks. What's the I've... most interesting rock you've collected? Uh, probably a red one that I got in Iceland. And what uh, does it mean to you? It, I, I have a nice memory of a hike that me and Carolina took. Fantastic. No. And it's got white flecks in it. And I, I can't to, wait and for I you to move. move. You're going to move and we're all going to have friends. <laughs> we're all going to have friends. That's great. The problem was that Mr. Bojangles <laughs> needed Tully's help. 
Yud only had one more thing to collect, but he could not do it alone. He was certain that Tully was just the boy for the job, and Tully was sure that he was too. First, Tully had to get the tool from the shed that his dad used to cut small branches from trees called Sikatir. Oh. That part was easy because Tully had helped his dad put all the hooks in the wall to hang the tools, so he already knew where they were. Then Tully had to stay up very late, very past his bedtime, to be certain that his dad was asleep. Tully would never forget the last part of the plan, because Mr. Bojangles told him that he must be very brave, and that everyone was filled with rivers of red. Ooh. It's blood. Oh, I see. Late that night, while his father slept, Tully found out that he was right. Tully knew that he had done a great job from the gaping, wet grin on Mr. Bojangles' face and the way his black eye slid up like fire. Fun. Tully had tried to grin back at his friend, but all he could see was red and then blackness. Hospital was so boring. The nurses had come to check on Tully, were boring and too busy to play with him. The doctors asked too many questions. He'd only been there for a few days when Tully was woken one night by a heavy weight dropping on the end of his bed. When he sat up with surprise, Tully was overjoyed to see his best friend, Mr. Bojangles, sitting there at the end of the hospital bed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Bojangles, thanks. I just see you. I just see you as a <laughs> Tully grinned and held up his bandaged left hand, now with one finger less. Mr. Bojangles grinned right back. Holding his own hands behind his back, he slid off the end of the bed and stretched his bony body up to its full height. Then, with a flourish, Mr. Bojangles spun around and revealed his left hand to Tully, now with one finger more. Oh, very nice. Extra finger. Mr. Bojangles wiggled his strangely crooked fingers, all of them different lengths and sizes. Tully counted all ten of them. He was excellent at counting. He was so happy that finally his friend's collection was complete. Whoa, he took took his finger. It was fingers. Wow, different (laughs) kinds of fingers from different people. People collect rocks. Yeah. Some people collect fingers. Some people collect both. I collect piles of skin from my body. All the dry skin that comes off me, I collect in little jars just in case the the help doesn't come when they're at the hotel. Mm -hmm. And they take one of the jars and try to make another one of you. I think I saw My Strange Addiction about that. Yeah. I think it's been done before. No, people do. uh, They eat their dry skin, yeah. Yeah, they're like Mm. skin flakes. Yeah, I'm not into it. No, I like. I collect it. I'll take a corn flake over a skin flake. All right, I got one. It's called Ten Little Piggies. It's by David. Great. Sounds so, right. Up, right I'm just glad. Alley. Yeah, I'm glad you got the peak. Well, honestly, I have some stuff for you for next week for side stories. Do you know how many um cheese based crimes that happen in Europe? A lot. Dude, there's been a lot of weird crimes in Europe that we've discovered. There's apparently the nurses are just killing all the babies out here. I discovered that there's a TV presenter in England called Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a woman. A, it's a lady. Yeah. yeah, she's like hot. Yeah, super hot. Yeah, because nice? I, I found a uh, I found a newspaper headline that I found quite humorous. Alternative universe. Uh, it does it? kind of feel uh, like that. Alex yeah. Jones. Yeah, Alex Jones. This is from the Daily Mail. Alex Jones puts on a glamorous display in a plunging corset and metallic skirt. Looks good. That might be about our Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Same bus side. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ten Little Piggies by David. Ten Little Piggies. I'm exposed. I know if I open my (laughs) eyes. What? I'm exposed. I'm exposed. (laughs) I'm exposed. I know if I open my eyes, only moonlight and shadow will greet my foggy gaze. But to overcome the whisper of tension, creeping synapse to synapse would require more courage than I currently possess. 
All possibilities are equally unlikely, making each nightmare as likely as the next. Mm. Wow. The first, a blade. The wielder is, I would suspect, human, but I cannot be sure. I am, however, wholly certain that they are skilled and intend to inflict maximum harm. I, you sound like the AI voice bot that they said came alive. <laughs> <laughs> they crouch at the foot of the bed. A deadly focus on my bare extremities. I'm exposed. <laughs> I'm, exposed. I'm exposed. Plans of separating my second and third toe to the heel. Want to deal with toes, ten little piggies. It is too warm in here. How am I supposed to rest? Should I cocoon myself in a shroud of cheap polyester when my body temperature is rising by the second? If I could just open my eyes and allow myself to be convinced that I could throw off this sweat-soaked rag, alas. The neurons whisper still, and the whisper grows louder. Well, I thought he was makes it no longer a whisper. I just understand. So he's na I thought he was naked, but he's wearing a suit. No, he's covered. He's in a blanket, but he's got a polyester blanket. Yeah, I, it's very uncomfortable. I, it is. I don't like the concept of it. Yeah. Yes, illogical. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. A hand lays still on the edge of my mattress. <laughs> the first and second knuckle visible. The remainder receding in the darkness, unseen. But this hand is not resting. It is poised, ready. It will not remain still for long. The skin, pale and sagging, hmm, shows signs of rot. I must assume that the hands float not independently, but is guided by an equally emaciated host. So you're lying down. I'm just trying to kind of vaguely understand what it is that you're saying. So Person's you, lying down butt naked with a blanket on. It, the, he sees a bunch of hands. It's that just are hands. The, but Knuckles. he thinks that there's going to be a host, a.k.a. something connected to those hands. Yeah, there would be. It's the scorching breath of this I can feel on my exposed thigh. <laughs> this threat is most definitely not human, at least not anymore. My eyelid flickers in uncontrollably, the thin veil separating fear from freedom. His eyes are on me, a hulking mass hidden behind the wall of darkness past my open bedroom door. Watching, waiting, an absence of light stretches across the chrome-clad wall and slides onto the bed next to me, distorted talons reaching for my throat. Just open your eyes. I can't. A drop of saliva hangs millimeters from my face. If I dared raise my head only slightly, it would meet my sweating brow. It's like that scene from Alien. Mm -hmm. yeah, God, it belongs to a creature currently suspended above me, claws driven into the oh, ceiling. Dangler. That's what it is. It's a dangle. There's a whole dangling. It's section. a dangled thing. <laughs> All right, claws <laughs> driven into the ceiling, joints cracked, and limbs twisting, allowing the face of this blind demon to press yeah, ever closer to mine. Long God. curved teeth begin to separate. Forcing... Just, you sound like if Clive Barker had a brain injury. Because <laughs> 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 like, it does sound like it could be sexual and, and exciting and yeah. dark and fucked no, up. But the scary. way you're saying it, it sounds like you're like you're reading a bunch of demands it's very... to a police officer while you have a, a fucking pilot at gunpoint. It's very scary. Also, that new Hellraiser is supposed to be good. I know. It's got a lady in it. Mm -hmm. Long curved teeth begin to separate, forcing the taut glistening skin to draw back over exposed tendons and white bone the spittle breaks free the demon lunges i open my eyes so another story uh, that has really no fucking conclusion to it uh, I, i'm not right well, it was all it was all a dream i don't know what it all took place in a fucking snow globe i don't know i don't know and see <laughs> he just opened his eyes but i actually kind of like that you i mean Obviously, you didn't read it before. You didn't know the ending, but it's nice that you can see the actual reaction. That's how he would react. Yeah. If he did read it alone, because I also find it's a massive pet peeve of mine 
when stories end that it was all a dream. Yeah, because because then Everyone what have I spent the last fucking well, hour doing? Why do I care? If it's all a dream. <sighs> but that's a scary dream. It's a I had a dream last dream. night that I was in post for doing a, a season for your pretty face going to hell. It didn't happen. And I woke up sad. Hmm. Now, that's the scary dream. Those those are my scariest dreams, the ones that are hyper realistic. I had yeah. a dream that everyone was mad at me. And we were all breaking up. And like those dreams are like those. I hate those dreams. Those are yeah, the worst. I can deal with my nightmares. Those no. are kind of fun. No, yeah, it was I've me had and three Dave. Freddy dreams now and I beat them twice. See, that's cool. Ooh. It was me and Dave sitting at an editing bay just talking about how great the new season was going to be. Yeah. And it was really fucking sad. Yeah. Yeah. Because it didn't happen. Did no, it? no, it's not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, the saddest of all called really, adult disappointment. That's the scariest sad. thing possible. Don't grow up. Well, this story is called Worried. Okay. Oh, no. It's submitted by Anonymous. Oh. I bet. Because they're worried if you, like, knew who they were. Yeah. They'd find that very uncomfortable. Absolutely. It's a lot of worries. I mean, I'm worried. Sometimes you can see what other people are seeing, and you're worried. You're worried about the furry thing with the dinner plate-sized eyes that comes down the stairs when you walk up to your bedroom in the dark. You're worried about the hordes of tiny little men that always come into the rooms of people who sleep on the floor. The little men that slowly carry you away as you desperately pretend to still be asleep. Sir, you said that you're worried about the things that other people see, but I'm just going to go on a limb here and say, I don't think there is any tiny little men. <laughs> no, there might not be. It might be a very dangerous mental disease. You're worried about the people with long necks and a throat pouch who stare at you after you accidentally witness them swallowing something big. I just saw that on the Royal Mile. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> big necks. They stare at you as if trying to estimate your overall body mass. Can I swallow you? <laughs> hey, can I swallow you? Hey, can I swallow you? Any gum? Uh... You're worried about the thing that answers with your girlfriend's voice when you ring at the door of her apartment building, only to have your girlfriend call you moments later on your mobile phone to tell you that she's sorry she wasn't home yet and could you wait there a few moments longer? This guy has a girlfriend? <laughs> Who was phone? You're worried about the little goat that talks with a deep, homey voice that you mostly feel through your feet. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got a fucking... Oh, man, I don't want to be anywhere near this. You're yeah, worried about the giant goat head in inexplicably alive in a basement somewhere, filling almost the entire room. It's just like, I just got to move on. I got to record today. I got so yeah. much going on, buddy. I can't hear all of your worries. You're worried about the illness that makes your hands and feet grow little teeth and how they start eating you from your limbs up. That's, that would be something. That's a concerning thing. <laughs> I think it might be adult onset acne. Yeah. <laughs> You're worried about the result of this illness. Hollow heads waddling around in your roof on hands and feet with the rest of their bodies gone. You're worried about you're worried about the thing that follows you around all day with the tiny eyes that are so wide apart and the big big mouth, the thing that stares at you and waits, waits, and when you expect it the least starts screaming so loud, screams that frees you to the bone, and you spend every moment asleep or awake dreading the moment when it will start screaming again, yet hoping for it to finally come because the waiting is almost worse. So you wanna work here at the Win Dixie, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna have to take a look. We're gonna need to do a piss test. <laughs> <laughs> but not the kind you you think. Can you piss on cue? <laughs> You've been working with Dixon. <laughs> Bang! You're worried about how your boyfriend sometimes changes his shape while he's asleep, especially that one time when he ended up looking like your father. That's just cult. That's, Again, you never know who you marry. You, well, they always say you marry someone that looks like your mother or someone that is like your father. Look at me. Exactly. You're worried about the mirror standing all alone in an abandoned building. You're worried about the people who split open like clams to reveal a tiny talking pearl inside. <laughs> oh, that's nice. yeah. I hate that, man. <laughs> I'd, I'd be worried too, man. That's good money, though. It commands you to do unspeakable things. 
You were worried about the wolfman with a penis very small in diameter. What? But which can grow up to 10 meters long in just the fraction of a second, transpersing people's bodies in the most agonizing ways while making the noise of a party horn. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's like, yeah. this guy's got quite the imagination. The just little curled up ones. Oh, just the idea of just a long wolf penis is just yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, I don't know why they started with the short wolf penis, because it sounds like it's quite large, actually. It's like Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. It's small in diameter, Ben. Yes, but it's long. It's long and small in diameter. Sometimes Ugh. it's nice. I don't know. Ben, you're worried about the thing that tells you how pretty you are. Yep. Hmm. Because <laughs> that's how I know you're lying. Yeah. That's how I know you want to be trying to butter me up, tell me yeah. how pretty I am. You're worried about the small things with the stupid, empty eyes that copulate on the walls and on the ceiling. So many of them that you feel like watching porn on thousands of little screens. And no matter how hard you try to call their numbers, their population grows and grows. They don't even try to resist you. They don't need to. This guy's a girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Now he's a porn addict. You're worried about the long, cold fingers that caress your neck at night as you lie with your back towards the wall. You're worried about the hair growing on the floor. You're worried about oh. the hair in your toilet. And you're worried about the thing that happens when you pee on it instead of flushing first. <laughs> on the toilet? I don't in know. In the toilet. I think this guy's weird. Ghoulie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, ghoulies. Yeah. Ghoulies were great. You're worried about the tiny eyeballs on long, rubbery stalks that stare at you as you wake up slowly, very slowly, retreating out of the room as you stare back at them, somehow sensing the presence of something much larger outside. You're worried about the thing waiting in your bathtub at night. You're worried about the tongue that meets you halfway when you are giving oral sex to your girlfriend. Is this your girlfriend again? <laughs> yeah, she's got a tongue in her vagina, bro. Hey, man, God bless her. No, I wait. guess. No, wait, wait. You think that last one's kind of hot. I do, honestly. I think it's kind of cool because it's like your French kissing your girlfriend's own vagina. The rest, though, worries you. I am worried. <laughs> All right, and that's the so end. So that was the closing that's one? The that's end, the, yeah. the closing that's, one. The closing one. That's the end. Yeah, I'll just, the, yeah the, no way. You think you the, think the last was kind of hot. The yeah. rest worries you, though. Yeah. It seemed like he had a bunch of cool thoughts and then had a, a hard time wrapping it up at the end. And no point did he mention taxes, <laughs> which I think we all have to worry about. I just realized, yeah, and also dementia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's going to come for all of us. Yeah. You're and really obsessed with that. I've seen that movie. Very scary to me. Gary, if you want to see the single scariest movie I've seen in years of just Gaspar Noe's Vortex. I don't want to see that. scared the fucking shit out of me. Oh, you can watch that Glenn Campbell documentary. But mm -hmm. I actually, oh yeah, that, that also that fills the need. But, but it definitely, I thought that last line you just added. No, no, it was in the story. Well, yeah, that's it. So the last, the, the erotic thing is he's kissing it. It's like a tongue inside of his girlfriend's vagina. Mm -hmm. It's very Night Vale. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I kind of like that world because that's kind of there's something about there is a scary world that he just dates. Yeah. And <laughs> and he's kind of like, this seems kind of strange. But also at the same time, he's he's obviously in a nightmare realm. It worries him. It worries him he's because worried. he they feel like maybe on TV he's watching in the nightmare realm instead of watching all the scary things. He's watching people do ordinary things like cook eggs or yeah. like go to work Ooh. and stuff. He's just like Ugh, nine to five. That's scary. Yeah. And then but then you yeah. start to realize like, well, maybe we should be living like that. But then that now he's just a man out of time. And mm -hmm. then what they say, it's like it's a oh, you only call someone who goes insane if they are are sane during insane circumstances. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right, I got a little mini story because we're in the UK. Why does that what does that mean? What's the correlation there? It's just quick because it's it's UK feelings. Okay. My mom was never a religious woman, but always a very spiritual one. 
Nevertheless, you didn't necessarily believe in literal fairies and the like, but you could never find an explanation for something she saw on a trip to the UK in her teens. This was in 1976. The top of the pops had uh, Marty and the Stinklebums. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and everyone's Fantastic favorite song. dance hall hit, Everybody Get the Grackle, was playing <laughs> on every single steam-powered radio <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> I love that song. Great tune. My mom had traveled to the UK from New York to perform with her choir in a hollowed old cathedral. She described it as majestic and massive. There was lodging attached to the old building, and she and her choir stayed there during the trip. One night, and she and some of her girlfriends were up late night talking. <laughs> they heard a funny singing voice coming from down the hallway. It's like an anime. Sure. Cool. It wasn't unpleasant. Okay. But high-pitched and odd in a language they couldn't understand. This is true now. This is a true story. Oh, I didn't. You should have prefaced it with that. It's a true yeah. story. Okay. My mom and two of her friends left the room to investigate, following it to a locker a bit down the hall. The singing was coming from inside. Overcome with curiosity, one of the girls opened the locker to see a tiny, naked, red-haired man. Oh, he's funny. <laughs> he's, he's cute. Yeah. Not ghostly, but not exactly corporeal either. He couldn't have been taller than a foot, she said. Oh. He apparently hadn't heard the girls coming down the hall. And upon seeing them all staring at him, he shrieked. Whoa. <laughs> he was more scared than they were him. Absolutely. Right? Then all four of them stood there for a moment, just screaming in shock. The girls slammed the locker and ran down to the room. The singing quieted after that. And when someone went to go check the locker sometime later, the little guy had disappeared. Well, they scared him. My mom and her friends never told anyone on that trip that they, because they feared they'd be called crazy. Mm -hmm. But she remembered it clearly for the rest of her life. And she never had another encounter quite like it. I struggle with believing in the paranormal. But the story has always made my faith, or lack thereof, waver. Ooh. I, I hope you don't, don't scare the little guy in the locker. The little people say. are here. The little people are here. And it's mm -hmm. not just people selling Sammy's. Those Absolutely. are my favorite kinds of paranormal stories where it's just, you just see a weird little guy. It's a strange little thing that happens and then it's, ah, and it's over. Yeah. yeah. Because to me, that's kind of like if there are slips in reality, mm. like that type of thing, glitches in the matrix, I sure. think that they would happen subtly and quick. Like you'd see a thing that's not supposed to be there for a second. It realizes it's being seen and says, no, nah, and then leaves. Mm -hmm. And then that's why a lot of times you get pink eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's a plot, then it's usually not true. That's my thing. Yeah. Well, I've got one more short tale for you. This one's called Shelter by Prince Peach. Ow! and just a shadow and just a shadow That's a fun story. 15 feet from stardom. Uh -huh. You see that documentary? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's a 15 feet. She was pregnant. During that, yeah, and yeah. they woke her up in the middle of the night. And they need to give her a little bit more money, I think. But anyway, that's another horror story. Yep. Yeah. Residuals. Yeah. Food costs are up 14% in the UK. Oh, scary. scary. Got it. Shelter by Prince Beach. The sleepy town of South Lake never expected any kind of bomb to be dropped on them. And you and were woefully unprepared when the shrieking of klaxons and news reporters split their calm town. Ugh. It was gradual, perhaps not so instant, starting with denial. As lights flickered out and water slowed to a trickle, the residents began to believe. 
Mothers cried for the coming death of their children, and the fathers put on brave faces with shaking hands. They could not grasp that they were dead already, and so they descended on a man they had once mocked, laughing behind closed doors about spent money and spilled milk. You were not laughing now. Panic pushed and crushed, red painting the soles of boots and bare feet. They clawed at his door, begging and pleading until fingernails gave way to bone. Sometime later, when the sirens turned off and false alarm was called, the man exited his bunker. Although no bombs had fallen, his neighbors and friends were all dead. What? <laughs> I don't know. What, is, is this about the they're, Ukraine? They're dead. In their place were strangers who could not look him in the eye but to spit on his shoes. They despised him not for what he had done, but for what it made them little more than animals in the face of death. What? You know, if you took the way you said spit on shoes, if you take that and work from there, I think you'd be pretty good at this. That's actually getting scary. Yeah. In their place were strangers who could not look him in the eye but to spit on his shoes. Yeah, that's pretty good. See, that's because you actually do have, like, you have a low timber. Yeah, you get that timber, you growl it. Yeah, you can get down there. Hey, give me, hey, will you please stay with me the night? (laughs) Hey, please don't leave. Hey. We got tonight. I'm sick. I'm so sick. South Lake. I don't know what the hell I just read. <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> it sounds like it's a bunker situation. What was yeah. it called? It's called Shelter by Prince Peach. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I'll do one more because that was so short. This is Mud by Prince Peach. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, give him a shot. Okay. I'm going to try. The air is still and I cannot breathe. My son is falling quiet and I dig. The earth is damp and clings to my fingers, but my son does not help. He is quiet as I dig in earth so wet I cannot seem to keep it dug. My wife cries as I claw at the dirt and my son is silent. He's silent as he climbs into my work and is eaten whole. My wife has gone still and I dig. The mud sucks at my hands and threatens to consume me. She is still as I work in squelching muck that will not stay dug. She is still as I work in squelching muck that will not stay dug. I weep because her vacant eyes will not. As I reach deeper into what I have wrought, my wife is still as I crawl into my chasm and am swallowed. As you were saying that, a raven perched upon the sill. And I watched the raven and then it went, ah, that's scary. Ah. The air is mud and I do not breathe, but I must dig. I mean, that's like good yeah. lyrics. Go. That yeah, was good. I like that. That go. was good. There Atmosphere. Go. Yeah. Prince Peach. <laughs> I like that. I, I feel it. Yep. Scary stuff. It's quicksand. Yeah. It is. Yep. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think it was about graves. But digging your son's grave, you killed your son. Yeah. Now you're digging his grave. Now oh, you're sorry, killing. It was, it's all pulling you down. It was actually written by Chad Davel. Oh, Chad Davel. sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, so it's all about a. It's about adding things to a pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. Well, my story is called Finjaman. <laughs> Finjaman? Finjaman. Like Benjamin, but if I was thin, Finjaman. Finjaman. I think it's Finjaman. 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 I'm a thin, thin German, It's like a know? superhero? Ninja Man. We'll get there. We'll find out. Okay. I think it's more like a super, like it's Thinja Man. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's by Connor. Oh, wow. Connor. I love him. Yeah, great. Once upon a time, two little boys named Eric and Thomas walked down Gerflant Road one fine winter day on their way to school. As they walked, they had an argument about who had the better toy. My Thinjaman is better because it's purple, explained Eric. 
Purple is a dude you color. I like my fatter man because of how he is blue, argued Thomas. Sure. Purple! Blue! Purple! Blue! Their argument continued on much like this for 20 minutes until a crow flew by and collided with the back of Thomas's head. He fell into the driven snow, dinging his knee on a piece of ice in the process. Thomas sat up and wailed loudly about his knee and face. Eric looked down at his friend and threw his sin toy at Thomas. It bounced off his head and landed in the street. Digimon! Screamed Eric. My knee is bleeding and snows in my eyes. Fine, you're fine. Thomas as the snow around his legs slowly gained a crimson hue as Eric ran out to grab his anorexic action figure. A muscular man in a tank top lumbered out of the nearby apartment. It's Chad. Isn't that nice? It's an anorexic action figure. Anorexic. Fantastic. Finjaman. 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 And the guy in the tank top, he chucked a bottle of whiskey at the boys. Cool. He says, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, of course. Slurred the drunken man. In the snow? (laughs) Yeah, man. He's fucking asleep in his house. And these kids say, blue, 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 blue. Fuck you, man. I'm drinking whiskey. I'm with the guy, yeah. The bottle crashed against the asphalt, sending shards of broken glass flying everywhere. One landing in Eric's eyelid as he blinked and several on Thomas's sitting form. (laughs) As they screamed and shouted for their mother, the snow around Thomas's leg had turned a deep maroon and began to expand drastically. Whoa. Eric, in his dazed state, had tripped and fallen face first into the mound expanding near Thomas's leg. Mommy! wailed Thomas as his lower body was absorbed. What? Shed blood, 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 shed blood. That's a chant. Eric chanted that. He's a shed blood, shed blood, shed blood, shed blood, shed blood, shed The remains of the two children and 548 kilograms of bloodied snow lumbered to the school. What? All the while humming a dirge and slowly growing. Benjamin. So they turn into a big bloody snowman. Yeah, yeah, big, a big bloody. Cool. Yeah, and tummy. And they still went to school. I mean, yeah, I would yeah, skip that. I would now, like, you're a blood, You're literally a blood snow cone man. Yeah. Right. You're a blood-filled snowman. You go back to school. You go no. back to the rules. You don't need to know math at that point. Oh no, no man, you go on the road. Live from your grave. A roast as dark as the night. Perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of spring Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. It takes you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. You'll step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Use your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. You're going to get a kiss in there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. Watch out for those sidewalks. They are covered in urine. 
and customize your very own luxurious estate island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. Collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. And you can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Oh, how I love the 1920s. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape design, and how best to take care of your plants. I love fast growing trees because I just moved here to Los Angeles. I got a yard now and I'm doing all the landscaping myself. I love working in my garden. I love planting stuff. I love growing stuff. And the cool thing about fast growing trees that I really like is that they tell you exactly what type of growing zone you're in. I'm in growing zone 10 and they can tell you exactly what type of trees or plants, or whatever you can put out in front of your house. Uh, I'm looking at the Norfolk Island pine tree. I'm looking at putting a little bit of red sister cordyline up in front of my fence. I think that the red will really pop nice. And maybe for the backyard, I got an extra planter that I might put a pl- Satsuma plum tree in. And these prices are reasonable. They're reasonable if you've ever been to a nursery. But right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Dun, 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 dun. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, oh, it's eaten up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah! Toss that rock! Come on, guys! Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops, you're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Price Picks with little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basket. Price Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine Bobby Bonilla played basketball? Woo-wee, dog! Then it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game. Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today. 
and use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Okay, now this is the final tale, Henry. Are you ready to really scare us? Okay, so I asked this question to Marcus before, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll find out. Like, are there certain laws in the UK? Yes. Where you're not <laughs> number one, yes. Allowed to like say disparaging, like maybe sexual things about the queen. Oh, no, who cares? I mean, the right? Daily Mail has made a living off of it. Yeah, yeah I don't now, think they care. Yeah, but the I thing mean, is, is that this story is, this is... The Queen's dead, buddy. I think that we're going to see how long we get through. Okay. With this story I have discovered. How long is the story? I, um, <laughs> I'm going to try to skip, I'm going to try to skip around. <laughs> okay, so like it's it. five, five or so pages. It I is. Like. It's it's a, it's got some time to it. Great, great. Yep. Let me just see. No, that's that's exactly what we want. Let yeah, me go. Of um, yeah, conclusion. Yeah, here, yeah. So. here we go. Fireworks. Okay, let's see how this goes here. Because again, I always research. I want to bring something to the table. We're here in the UK. Yeah. I want to bring something that they can understand. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Because we're always how many times we, we realize how many of our references are super American. Yeah. yeah sure. Right. American. And people have said that. Oh, they're so American biased. This is us trying to understand you. Okay. okay. The call from Batamoral Castle came at a most unexpected time. For years, Charles had been expecting it. The call, not the location. Being called to his royal mother's sickbed had been a common, if not regular, occurrence. Oh, yeah. They kicked a suit of armor as he passed and made a very satisfying clang, like a rusty bucket. Hmm. Most of the artifacts on display did not really belong to the family as much as it did to the British Museum. Ah. And he would probably have to pay for any damage. There you go. That's, yeah. a, that's a horror story yeah, right there. Really is. Yeah, I mean, wow. it's, con- it's context. It's this a good bill. <laughs> there was one. Armor oh, yes. Yeah, speaking of artifacts, there was one on the bed. Okay. A very persistent one that had some obligatory amount of affection. It's a fucking for dildo, dude. <laughs> really, though? The frequent calls were beginning to frazzle his nerves. She slept peacefully, pot of drugged lukewarm tea being wheeled out by one of the attendants as the doctors fretted over her results. <laughs> Mama mightn't awake. He was torn between wishing she would and wouldn't. On one hand, it had been so long, he'd been waiting for this moment for so long. Her face flashed in his eyes, confused, horrified, and the grief. Oh, it seemed bare moments had passed when the doctors informed them that she was stirring awake. The family filed in, all packed into the queen's bedroom, and Charles settled by her side, taking one wrinkled hand gingerly in his. There was a sort of fragrance in the room, more death, an expensive cologne than perfume. Mm. And it was unbear it was so unbearably familiar. Mm. Charles ached with the thought, breathing in and branding the scent into his memory. Hello, Charles, his mother croaked. The voice feeble with sleep and age illness. Charles smiled. Mother. The queen hesitantly looked at him once more, almost pleading. Is it a dream? Is it a dream? <laughs> yeah. Charles raised her hand to kiss the protruding knuckles, and the queen immediately jerked away, eyes widening in recognition. In reply, the prince squeezed her hand. No, mama. No, it's not a dream. Oh. He tilted his head to inhale deeply, and the queen suddenly faltered. Gasping. She shuddered, her lips thinning impossibly. <sighs> she looked away. The prince sighed softly, satisfaction curling in his gut. The queen is dead. <gasps> God save the king. 
Charles thought of his daddy waiting for the good news in his room. It's great. I'm glad he was that he had greeted Mama with him the night, that night, and whilst she had unknowingly caused them to hide and live a life of shame, she too had loved him so dearly, even if it could not compare to the love he and Charles had for each other. <sighs> and if the news hadn't been the final dagger in her undying heart, Charles did not seem to mind one bit. Whatever Elizabeth had expected, the sight of a corpse was not it. It was lying on a bed, remarkably well mummified in some sort of artificial skin suit, naked and phallus, standing upright under a cotton sheet. Her hand had darted desperately for the telephone, only to find it missing from the usual desk. I thought the queen was dead. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's something. Uh, She's know. saying that, oh, if she, because there was a terrible secret between Charles and his father. Oh. That once she had found out and knew for sure, he thought that it would kill her, but instead she remained alive. Oh, he's having sex with his father. There was a figure by the lamp <laughs> twirling the phone receiver by its cord. I've come to confess, Mama. What is meaning this? Elizabeth asked feebly. <laughs> the smell of preservative chemicals barely hid the necrotic fumes hanging thickly in the air, and she felt faint. Charles smiled viciously, stripping the thin sheet off the corpse. Do you recognize him, Mama? <sighs> the queen shook her head, trying to edge away. It was the first time such a visual fright had taken hold of her. Oh, you're attempting regicide! Is this what this is, Charles? <laughs> the boy, old man he might be, but he was still a boy to her, shook his head with a triumphant smile and shed his clothes. Uh-huh. Elizabeth averted her eyes. He's, he's naked now. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. Then he was lifting her face, earnestly pleading her to take a good look at the corpse. Father was not very faithful to you, he breathed. He likes younger partners. He like ramming it into their assholes, oh. filling them up. He like training them up to be his little bitches. <laughs> okay. Charles lifted the corpse up, tracing its sharp cheekbones with mad infatuation. I was his bitch, mama. Queen's <laughs> <laughs> breath hitched. She sank back on her pillow, sorrow plunging a deep blade, serrated with scandals into her heart. She could not think of it. Her eldest son being abused, violated by his own father. Is this the truth, my child? Charles closed his eyes and licked a stripe along the corpse's blackened lips. Jeez. Yes, Mama. I was his favorite. Oh, okay. Oh, private lives, huh? Isn't that something? The royal Honestly, family. This is, this is really long. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this is really long. Is really, there. really, really so quite he's, long. he's having sex yeah. with his father's corpse because his father groomed him he loved uh, to me. the point where... Oh, yeah. worked himself on the corpse. Is there like a last sentence? <laughs> or a jealousy reared its head between yeah. the herd as Charles taunted her and more and more. Oh, yeah, because he's having sex with the yeah the corpse. The corpse. Okay, yeah. well she's a, but she's just taking it. She's just standing there and watching. She's, she's not. Okay, lying here we go. Down. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, all right. So she, she wasn't she apologize. He's like, not yet. Okay. No, no, no. no she's not dead. Not, not yet. It's like we did it behind your back, you know, four years, right? So Charles slid a contraceptive down the phallus and began sucking on it. Oh, his God. fingers slipping between his own legs. That's fantastic. It was yeah. a sight no mother should ever see. I agree, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And Charles bore down on her, I was staring at her watch as the yeah. two people she had ruined, abandoned and ruined, tore her own mellow wallpapers down. He loved me. Charles cried, panting as he worked himself on the corpse's length. He loved me, Mama! His mm. elderly body twisted its impending climax. The air apparent let out a slew of filthy moans, whimpering when we began to bounce harder and harder and harder, the bed creaking with his efforts. Yeah. Look at me, your majesty! Oh, could she not? 
<laughs> right, he's having sex with I hate you, Mama. Father. Yeah. Charles Spat, if it weren't for you, I'd be bedridden in the master bedroom of the Buckingham Palace, sore and used and stuck with his cum while Papa ruled with me. His cum. Yeah. All right. Daddy! Charles cried <laughs> anguish and he began to spasm and spurt thick, ropey spunk onto the bedclothes. Oh, no, Daddy, we'll be all right. I'll get you fixed up in no time, Daddy. Is that the end? No, it's just like two more pages to this. <laughs> There's quite a bit. Um, usually ropey cum is when these stories end. But. Oh, but then, yeah, Elizabeth couldn't really make it to attend to her duties the next day because she died looking at it. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's how she died. Okay, that's so, how so, that, so, that corpse, died. so that corpse is like a, a couple years old, like a year old then. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah, maybe even more. And I'm trying to find the name. What's the name of that TV show about the queen? Uh, the Queen. The, the Crown. Yeah, The Crown. The crown. Was it called The, the crown. crown? The Crown. Yeah. The Crown, yeah. Was that good? No, yeah. I don't watch anything like that. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about the, the story. It was good. Oh, was that good? Yeah, I'm sorry. No. No. It was oh, horrible. the story. It was, uh, no, it was about necrophilia and the whole series of different disgusting things. But for our purposes, it worked. I thought it was well done. You Do did a good I job. need to even tell the people who wrote that? No, you can save them that. <laughs> you can save them that. All right, everyone. That was Creepypasta number something. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. And thanks to everyone who has come out to our live shows in Europe. It's been an absolute joy and a thrill to entertain you. And we hope you're enjoying the shows. And uh, yeah, well, it's anything like else? Bucket. It's like bucket and like old woman spunk. Yeah, it's a disgusting story. Henry. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I just was, you'd be surprised how much, mostly when I was looking up Queen Elizabeth Erotica, it was very romantic. Yeah, of course. I believe that. Yeah, people really loved her. I mean, some did. I don't know. It was I, mean, very, like, I was kind of surprised by all the romance in it. Like, yeah. it was a lot of like them tenderly kissing. I was like, this isn't good. Yeah, people like the royals. They they get, they like, if they're writing erotica, most people like it to be sweet. Most erotica is not awful. If they actually use it for sexual purposes. They do. do people actually do that. But I feel like this, this guy said, I know there's a lot of necrophilia and incest in this, but I wrote this for the fans. Yeah. It's probably the most accurate story. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know how all the erotica involving the three of us is always very tender. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, again, <laughs> thanks to everyone who has come out to the shows. And do we have any? What, 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 yes, we do. Okay. We do have an announcement. We have page seven, Wizard and the Bruce yes. going on the fucking road. Yeah. I have all of the information here. I'm very excited for their new show. They have been working on it. They are going to Austin, November 17th. Awesome. Dallas, D.C., Philly. They're doing a Brooklyn show in December. Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Chicago, San Francisco. Go and go to their Patreons. Page seven yes. Patreon and Wizard and the Bruiser. Go to the Patreons for more information. We're gonna post the ticket links, but mm -hmm. I can't wait to make them out there doing this, doing the whole stroll. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, check out that show. It's gonna be absolutely be fantastic awesome. and yeah. very fun. And, and I think funny. they're also uh, posting the dates on uh, the the host Instagrams. Yes. You know, are also posted. So yeah, if you follow like Jack the Worm or NJLK Cat. And it then, is, was it a Holdenators? Yeah. Holdenators. Yeah, you can yeah. go look yeah. it on there. Look on their website. We'll be on Last Podcast Network and LPN. We'll have it all out there. Uh, yeah. Please, it'll be awesome. See them live. It's going to be fucking sweet. Be great. Next week, we're doing a spooky UK update. We've got a mm -hmm. bunch of different UK stories. If you got anything you want to submit, please, side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you want us to cover at some point, but we got a, a, a patch of shit to get into mm -hmm. because the spookiness is only just begun. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Congratulations, everybody. Oh, oh, I simply can't watch it anymore. I hate you, Kim. <laughs> I hate the king. <laughs>
I actually hate King Charles more than Queen Elizabeth. Really? Well, he I doesn't deserve that. it. He doesn't yeah. deserve it. No. But he waited for it for so long. I yeah, know. But what does that mean? You just sit and fucking wait like a little pampered he asshole. He should have quit. He should have quit and walked away. <laughs> Be a boogie boarder. Do anything else? Boogie like boarder. What, what is it, Harry? The other one? Yeah, yeah. Hey, he can't can be whatever. a boogie boarder. He's the Prince of Wales. Prince of Wales. We're trying to understand you. It's been awesome. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.